Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Off day for the Edmonton Oilers. Today it's 105 at Edmonton. Uh, the Oilers hosting St. Louis. Uh, that will take place tomorrow night at 7, and then they get the Anaheim Ducks Saturday afternoon at 2 o'clock. Uh, the Oilers 17-13 and 13 on the season, coming off of a 6-3 victory over the Nashville Predators. Uh, keep Texas... 780-496-0063 on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. You could also reach us on the River Creek Resort and Casino hotline. The River Creek Resort and Casino excitement. Bet on it. We will tell you Japanese Village for 50 years. Edmonton's destination for a celebration for the census. Reserved today at jvedmonton.ca. Hmm. Uh, this text comes in on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, the orders are hanging on despite some pretty lousy outings. As long as that's the case, no need for top six help, especially with Evander Kane on the way. Definitely need some help in the bottom six. Have to have a little bit of an impact. What about a Hathaway or Lomberg? Well, I think we're you have a bit of a Calgary feel there, but uh, is Florida going to fall out of it? I don't know if Florida is going to fall out of it. Washington, I guess time will tell in that regard. The D's uh, names in the news don't interest me much. Too expensive. Lesser names, Gavrikov. Would Florida move uh, uh, Radko Gudis? Um, Gavrikov is, is a real good two-way defenseman. I, I, he'd be hard to re-sign, I would think. Um Gudis, to me, is a third-pairing guy. It's fairly limited at this stage in his career. What about trying to pry somebody who isn't on the radar screen? Don't know who that would be. Provorov, Sanheim, Orlov, Scandella, when healthy. Uh, Mikola looked good in the playoffs last year. Wishful thinking. <laughs> Interesting. Well, uh, we are going to head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino hotline, the River Cree Resort and Casino. Excitement. Bet on it. Mark Spector is going to join us. He joins us every Wednesday for Aquarian Renovations, an experience worth sharing. Get started today at AquarianRenovations.com. And Mark Spector is our Oilers Now headliner today for Wilhock Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhock, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. No question about it. It's the best. It's Wilhock. Mark Spector, uh, I don't necessarily always agree with all of his takes. Especially uh, his spur of the moment uh, tweets during the course of games sometimes. Smack, how you doing? Awesome, Bob. It's been a great week. How about you? Yeah, it was great. You know, part of the reason why it was great? Why is that? You weren't on the road trip. <laughs> I saw that coming. I put it on a tee for you, Bobby. Yeah, you did. And you know what? Many have said the same thing about me. So, uh, all right. Uh, well, let's let's do this. How do you how do you make sense of the Minnesota domination against the Oilers? Eight victories in the last nine, and the Oilers only Nashville nine zero and one in the last ten with Drysaddle and McDavid just lighting them up for fun. Well, and last time I looked into this stat, Nashville was beating Minnesota for fun. I know. <laughs> I think Nashville beats Minnesota most nights, so that makes absolutely no sense, right? Like, there's just no rhyme or reason. I don't have an answer. I, I think individually, like I say, okay, 
Minnesota's big and heavy and plays a hard defensive game, and Edmonton can struggle with that. So I can make sense out of Minnesota beating Edmonton, not that often, but sometimes. And then when I look at, at Nashville, especially the way the defense has been going, I look at the Oilers' powerful forwards, and I look at Nashville's not-so-great defense, and I, and I can make sense of Edmonton-Nashville and say, okay, you know, but to win – what are they won, Bob? I've lost the stats. I was it ten times in a row, nine times in a row. Nine zero and one of their last ten. That's it. So that's too much. It goes to and then when you break it down to individual, like what is Drysaddle doing, getting four points a night over the period of ten games against these guys? I mean, it's just insanity. I don't ask me to explain why that happens. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's got ten points in two games this year. The orders. The orders have two <laughs> different guys with hat tricks. How about this? How about this first stat spec? So they win 7-4 and 6-3 against Nashville. They got two different guys with hat-tricks, Evander Kane and Zach Hyman. And McDavid has, Drysaddle has five points in both games. McDavid's got four points in both games, but they're not the guys with the hat-tricks against against Nashville. I mean, that's kind of hard to do when you think about it, right? Like, No, no, that's a weird stat, man. I mean, you know what, let's boil this down to something that maybe we can get our heads around. What I saw was an Oilers team that that lost a hard game in Minnesota and played hard, you know, played hard, didn't have much offense, and they were, you know, trying to win a game 2-1 to or at least get a point out of it and didn't go their way. But what I did see was an Oilers team that said, okay, this is a two-game road trip and we're not going home empty handed here. They went into into Nashville and had a different level of offensive execution, a different level of, in my opinion, um, you know, uh, sort of just a, a will. They just had more will. They they looked at no moment in that game like a team that wasn't going to come up with a regulation win, Bob. And, and that tells me of a team that, you know, I like a team that when you know it's time to flex their muscle a little bit, uh, they were able to do it in Nashville. Yeah, uh, and it needs to be stated, uh, yes, the Oilers were down three forwards, but the Preds were down three of their top six D. Oh, right? everybody's beat up. It's it, Everyone has the same excuse, and it's real. Yeah. Like, it's real. But now, I do, you know what? I do have, I do have uh, I'll call this guy a hockey insider, and I said, why does... Uh, why do uh, why does Nashville have success against Minnesota? And he said because Nashville can call out Minnesota on their stuff. And I go, what do you mean? And we saw a little bit of that with Greenway chirping uh, Darnell. Let's not forget that Darnell Nurse threw Jordan Greenway around for fun a couple of years ago in a fight mini, right? A lopsided victory. Uh, but Jordan Greenway was chirping him, but he's he's safe to chirp him. Because the Oilers don't have an abundance of muscle in the lineup. Very little, to be honest with you. Minnesota just picked up Ryan Reeves, who, by the way, Darnell Nurse has fought before. They just, but the Oilers can't have Darnell playing 25 minutes a game, fighting a guy like Reeves, who plays 10, or even Greenway, who plays 14. And some might say, why not? He just needs to grab one. I mean, it's... <laughs> You know what I mean? But when you're playing Nashville and they led the league in fights last year, you try calling out that team, and and suddenly Tanner Janot's coming your way, and that, you know, even Trennan, yeah. they, you know, they used to have Borvietsky. Uh, they had McCarron there before he went into the player assistance program. Like, they got a lot of size, so they can match up against Minnesota's heaviness. Yeah, uh, so, so the styles make the fight, right, Bob? Right. 
You know, styles make the fight, and that's a great example of Nashville works okay with Mini, but no good against Edmonton. And uh, I think we've seen it over the long haul here. Edmonton doesn't do great with Minnesota, but you know what? That's the test. Like, it's it's one thing when it's a team you play three times in a regular season. You may find yourself in a playoff series one day against a team that plays just like Minnesota. And now that's not an excuse anymore. You can't say, ah, their style is not our style. you got to figure out how to win that game. And, you know, I, I know the Edmonton Oilers can win that game. Can they win four out of seven of those games against a point like that? That, to me, the, the day they get there, Bob, is the day that they're I, I, I to tell you, Stanley Cup contender. Well, i got to tell you, did you see them beating Calgary last year in the playoffs? Well, fair, that's fair. That's right, fair. Calgary had a big, yeah, heavy, tough... Calgary for fun last year. Right, they big, did. big... He- I, I didn't think when the Oilers were down 3-1 in game two, Mark... I didn't think the orders were going to rip off four, come back, win that game, and win the next three, and win in four straight. Not a chance. I guess the difference is they've been able to beat Calgary during the regular season as as often or more than losing to them. But why can't they do that with Minnesota? Then I wonder. Yeah, yeah. Well, so that's an, yeah, who and, knows, Bob. And you know Maybe what? There is some, no answer. And some of the guys <laughs> that cover Minnesota are like Bob. They don't. Have, the Wild don't have enough skill come playoff time. So they, they <laughs> right, right, they, they, sure. right. They got toughness. <laughs> but uh, all right, Mark. Look, just before we get to what might happen with Edmonton here at some point, um, you know. I'm not going to say I'm going to take issue because, you know, full disclosure, like you and me will send texts back and forth and that sort of thing. Take, yeah, take issue, Bob. Take issue. Well, here, here we go. Here's what, I, here's what I would say. Full disclosure, I work for, uh, you know, the, the Orders Entertainment Group, okay? So I, I work for OEG. I, generally speaking, have never been a guy that's like to hammer on young players. Now, the standard changes as players mature and grow and like I would I would see Jessa Pugliarvi different today than I would four years ago defensemen take longer and when I see a two on two uh, goal in which you know the combination of Connor McDavid and Evan Bouchard uh, misplayed it but you got to give credit Matt Boldy made a nice play sometimes the other team makes a nice play too Um, you know I, I, I would sit there and say that the player would be disappointed in the play, but you know, let, let's not kill the player in that situation. And okay. you, you would never miss an opportunity, Mark, on Twitter uh, in the spur of the moment. Now, I, I also don't sp- tweet a lot out during the course of the game because I'm actually on the air. But you wouldn't miss an opportunity to point out the mistake. And 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 I know that's not everybody likes that uh, about the fact that you do that. So give me your rationale behind it. Well, first of all. I don't. I don't. I differentiate less between uh, young and old players. They're all NHL players to me. Okay. So what I see is a player for whom the issue is. Okay. I think let's let's find some things we can agree on here. How about that? I think we'd agree that that the Oilers coaching staff is trying to get Evan Bouchard to use his body more and improve his gapping, be tighter on players, and quit giving up his blue line so easy. Right? You'd agree with that? Sure. Yeah, that's that's an issue that he's trying to get over. I have no doubt he'll get over that, Bob. I have no doubt he'll learn it. But like 10 days ago, when it was 2-2 with Washington, Evan Bouchard was unaware, had a very poor gap, and was at fault for the game-winning goal, the third goal that won that game. Okay, he got benched the rest of that game. You remember this. We all agree on that. The next day he came out and said, man, I'm, I'm working on my gap control. I'm working on not giving up the blue line. I'm working on playing more physical. Great, he's a young player. He's working on it. So a week later, right, a week later, that goal is 100% caused 
because Evan Bouchard, I don't care if he's 22 or 42, Evan Bouchard makes the same play. He gives Boldy the neutral zone, no problem. He doesn't gap up anywhere close to tight. He lets him have the blue line, and then he backs in even further. He doesn't take command of the situation with, with McDavid. McDavid doesn't know who Bouchard has, and McDavid ends up having nobody either. And I want to say to you, this is journalism, right? This is an element that costs the orders one game, kind of sort of cost them another game. It's a story. I'm here to write the stories and identify the stories. I don't care if the guy's 20 or 50. If he's going to make the same mistake over and over and twice in 10 days and cost you two games, that's a story no matter what the guy's name is or how long he's been around, Bob. Mark, um, do you value advanced analytics at all? Sure. Okay. Do you know which Edmonton Oiler regular has the best Corsi, the best Fenwick, and the best shot share on the ice when he's on the ice? Because he's leading all three categories. Who? Evan Bouchard. Five on five. Okay, okay that Great. means... Okay, now... And, and, what, does and, that have, d- what does that have to do with that goal in Minnesota or the goal in Washington? What I would suggest is sometimes plus minus can be a miss. Now, now here's the thing. I'm the guy that wants to defend Darnell because we have fans that are on Darnell nurse. Cause he's making 9.25 million yeah. and they can't get past the money. And the guy's right. plus 58 the last three years in Edmonton. And the right. orders have been a somewhat imperfect, good team during that stretch. So I'm yes. going to defend. So in that situation, and I look at Evan and Evan's plus minus ain't great. It might suggest to you, when you look at those advanced numbers, that generally speaking, the puck is up the ice more when Bouchard's on the ice, given that he's leading the team in Corsi, leading the okay. team in Fenwick, leading the team in shot in shot share. But now there's a disadvantage for him. He does not, he at least historically over the last couple of seasons has not played as much with McDavid. And okay. Connor is such, whereas Darnell does, I would actually like to see the Oilers play Bouchard more. I'd like to see uh, Nurse, if if we get, when Kane comes back and they split McDavid and Dreisaitl up again, I'd like to see Darnell play with uh, Leon, because Darnell likes to uh, transport the puck. And I'd like to see Bouchard or Barry play more with uh, McDavid because those guys transition the puck because they let the puck okay. do the work and they get it to McDavid and he carries the puck. Okay, so, so go for it. I'm going to shut up for. Is, I'm going to go. I'm going to shut up for two minutes. The floor is yours. You're talking big picture. All of those things you said are true, right? All of those things. But small picture, I can't. If Dave Manson, who benched Bouchard for the rest of the game in Washington. Right? He can't play Bouchard in a 2-1 game when the Oilers are protecting a lead if that's how he's going to handle a a two-on-two rush. Right? If he's going to keep giving his blue line up in crucial situations, to if he's going to let guys like Matt Boldy have that much space and room to create, Matt Boldy makes a great play. Why does he make it? Because he's got all day to do whatever he wants. That's why he makes it. So... I get it. Bouchard's got the best shot in the team. He's the best prospect on their defense in terms of young players. He does. He throws a real nice first pass. All that stuff is great. The last part of his game is defending, and he's a defense man. You know, he's got to defend. And last, Bob, unless he's going to be a 60-point defenseman, then we're going to say, sometimes we say with Barry, hey, the guy gets 45, 50 points. Okay, we give up a little on the back end. If Barry gets there, we're going to have this conversation again. 
But as a young player who is not a 40 or 50 point defenseman, he's got to learn to defend Bob. Forget your Corsi, forget your Fenwick. He, that play, watch it a hundred times. You're going to see a defenseman that needs to be closer to the guy with the puck, that needs not to give up his blue line, and needs to get. I'm not saying punch him or hit him or fight him. Get physical on that player. Get rid of the time and space. Okay. When he learns that, he's going to be one hell of a defenseman. So Victor says, Bob, if Bouchard's still making these mistakes time and time again after he has 300 games played in the NHL, it's a problem. You need to Fair. live with the, you need to live with the mistakes with an inexperienced demon. Uh, he doesn't have Duncan Keith cleaning up his mistakes this year. This one comes to us from Victor. And this, Mark, this leads itself into another point of conversation. Um, And again... I would, I would, if I'm doing the game on the, and again, I'm an Oilers broadcaster. I'm not going to beat the guy over and over on a, on a play like that. There was two players involved in it. The guy on the other team made a good play. Uh, it can't happen three or four. It's, it's going to happen once in a while, three or four hundred games. It can't happen consistently. Um, Twice in ten days, you mean? Yeah. That's okay. Fair. So, so here's where we're going to go. Is part of the issue here when looking and addressing the Oilers' needs? First of all, are the orders where you thought they'd be at the 30-game mark right now? Um, yeah, not far off, Bob. I didn't see it running through the season in first place all year. I, I saw that, yeah, and then they get some injuries. So let's the answer to your question, sure, close enough. Yeah, I, you know what? They, they Two got... points out of second place, Bob? Is that not, not where they are in the Pacific? Two points out of second place, I think? Yeah, with a better winning percentage. Or no, they don't have a better winning percentage than Seattle. Seattle's off to Two it. points out of second place, that's good enough for me in on December, whatever it is today, 15th or 14th. And by the way, uh, I believe the stat is Vegas has played 13 teams with a sub-500 record. Um uh, or LA's played 11 and the Oilers have played 6 so Edmonton's go. they're going to have an easier schedule so we're, we're looking at this team I, I think we can agree they're going to get Kane back they're going to get McLeod back I'd like to see them add uh, you know preferably a right shot center slash right wing or right wing slash center that can PK That that is not a first round pick do no. they need do they need to in order to, the, the the fastest way mark for them to to take a, a significant step forward here during the season is to shave the goals against now we can agree on that oh, no question they score enough bob scoring's not the issue here okay do you trade the number one for d-man and plus 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 to get a, a d-man in here well put it this way bob the plus 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 depends on how many years are left on his deal you know, there's only so much you'll give for a rental at any time, in my opinion. I don't, I'm don't. i not giving you my best prospect and a first for a guy that's going to play for me th- two months I'm and with you. I can't afford to I'm with you. I don't do that. I might give you my prospect. I might give you my first. I'm not giving you both. So, All right. You know, uh, but if you find me a guy that's got another year, and I haven't scouted Edmondson, but he fits that fits that that category. He's got another year left on his deal. So if I get Edmondson, I get him for this year and next. If I like the player, what I see from where I'm sitting, I kind of like the player. I think I'd have to look a lot closer before I start giving up top prospects for him. Yeah, the only you know, the only concern is 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 a little bit with the foot speed. Right, and I mean he plays a heavy game. They need a guy that can stop a cycle. That's a given. The guy, the guy they need probably needs to be playing with Bouchard. I think we can agree on that. I mean, you okay. take you take a look at everybody thought Boston was done. Well, then they made the the, the Lindholm trade last year. 
And then they oh, got a sure. Cassie left expiration date on head coaches. That happens. Mark, they're like Boston's right there. And part of you know, think of where they would have been if they didn't have Lindholm at the start of the year when McAvoy was out, right? He's such a good player, Lindholm. He's such. I've always thought he was an excellent defenseman. And I guess I'd ask you, Bob, how much of a difference is there between Lindholm and Klingberg? Well, Lindholm can defend. Better than Klingberg, you you think? And Klingberg's the right shot. I think they need a left shot. All right. I watched Klingberg when Dallas took that run to the cup here in the bubble, and he looked awfully good to me. Um, Again, I'd have to watch him play before I made a big trade for him, and he is a pure rental. He is a pure rental. But you know what? When I watched him for four rounds with Dallas – him and Heiskanen, he was a better defenseman in that run than Heiskanen. That may have changed by now. That was two years ago. But two years ago, he was the best defenseman on that team. Mark, nobody is looking good right now playing for the Anaheim Ducks. Let's face it, right? Like, I mean, you've got... Uh, you they, you they, can't look good. No, they got the like they got a minus 60 goal differential worth 30 games yeah. in all season. So. Right, you can't look good. But you know what You know what you get if you get Lindholm, or I should say um, Klingberg, you get a guy who's playing for his UFA deal this summer. Well, he'd, he love, good, he'd love to, he'd he'd love to you know he'd love to come here. He'd, because he'd drive numbers. Yeah. Is it automatic that Barry would be going the other way? No, absolutely not. Well, he's a right no, no, shot. No, 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 no. He's a right shot. You got, you got Bouchard, you got Barry, you got CeCe. You're going to play well, f- four right I, shots? Listen, if, if you feel like you don't have the way to do it, you don't have a guy that can go to the left side, Dave, I defer to Dave Manson and Woodcroft. If they can't get a righty, then, then Klingberg's out of the question. If they feel like they can play with four righties and two lefties, I'm asking you why Klingberg isn't that guy. That's all. Okay. Uh, all right, Mark. Good stuff. Thanks for joining me. <laughs> Anytime, Bobby. There you go. That is Mark Spector. Mark's appearances are brought to you uh, by Aquarian Renovations, an experience worth sharing. Get started today at AquarianRenovations.com. And do want to mention for 50 years, Edmonton's destination for a celebration for the census is Japanese Village. You can reserve today at jvedmonton.ca. All right. Uh, now let's get to it. We'll do the orders Now Injury Report. It's presented all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Closing in on a return is Warren Fogle. I think he'll be playing before Christmas. He has been out with a core issue. Lower body injury, keeping Ryan McLeod out of the lineup. I don't think he'll play prior to Christmas. Evander Kane, again, we're hoping February 7th to March 1st after slicing his wrist. Uh, wonderful stories out there. Uh, Evander Kane involved with uh, James H. Brown. Trent Brown and the gang. James H. Brown. Uh, supporting uh, underprivileged children and families. It's a great cause, to say the least. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson. Hey, we're going to re-engage the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline and the Ashley Fine Floors text line when we return.